A reading from Matthew 2, 13-15. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child with his mother during the night, and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet. Out of Egypt I called my son. Well, there's a very interesting uh, little um, reversal going on here because so much of the uh, Old Testament, the uh, certainly the Exodus story, is the story of enslavement in Egypt. And here we have the Christ child being taken back into the land where the people, the Jewish people, through Moses and Aaron and others, uh, had escaped to get to the promised land. Um, it's a very interesting counterpoint to what the, the, the thrust of the narrative was, was away from slavery into freedom, but Jesus, to protect him, uh, God sends him back into the land that was where the slavery happened. Yeah, the, the text is jarring to the Jewish listener. You don't escape to Egypt, you escape from Egypt. Right. And your story is built around that. You are a people because God miraculously liberated you from your bondage. And now uh, the story moves in the other direction. It's interesting because here again is another hint at the universal nature of the king. This is not just the king of the Jews. He's going to be king of kings and lord of lords. He's going to be the one who is the ruler uh, over all nations. And uh, this gets developed completely through the Gospels, and then the epistles and Revelation add layers to it. But right here in this one phrase of going to Egypt, you're, you're sensing something unique. And then the prophetic word, out of Egypt I called my son. Uh, fascinating that this one obscure line from the scriptures becomes engrafted into the story at this point. I want to uh, just emphasize one thing that we've been talking about uh, in these various sessions is that when one reads the Bible, uh, if you're coming into it as a new thing, there are so many ways of reading the uh, Bible stories, but one of them is to be aware of the tension and suspense, almost like a thriller uh, that is going on here, because there is so much point and counterpoint going on. There is so much danger uh, happening here. And I'm just talking on a very naturalistic plane of reading a narrative. Um, a lot of people are unfamiliar with that uh, approach. It's certainly, there are layers and layers, as, as you just pointed out, in terms of the, the, where Egypt plays in the story, which would unfold over, by coming to know the gospel better. But on some levels, you have an amazing uh, thriller going on here. Will the child be killed or will the child be saved? And how does your great enemy Egypt get engrafted into the saving aspect? I mean, one of the things you just said is really significant for reading the Bible. Uh, we miss so much because we don't read it many times over to know the big picture content. The more you see, the more you know. The more you know, the more you see. And it just keeps going deeper and deeper. And um, 
it's a challenge to us to escape biblical illiteracy and be people who know the story well because then when we read it, things will pop out of the individual stories of great meaning for us. I hope that we have an opportunity uh, as we go forward through uh, the year to come back to what you just said because I, I think one of the things that we're doing here is to help people become familiar with the story and, and to get them engaged in it um, on a daily basis because it, it, there's nothing like it in all of life.